Hey friends, welcome to episode 27 of Sprouting in STEM, the podcast about young people in science. I'm Audrey Farrell. I'm Matthew Murphy, and today we talked about getting back into your hobbies. Welcome to this podcast where I haven't had any coffee today, until now, and so as we record I will be more and more of a human being, but for now I'm like... You have only been up for three hours. I've only been up for three hours. I didn't make coffee until like ten minutes ago. Because I'm like, I don't need coffee, it's fine. And no, I, I needed it. What are you drinking? I made some tea. Which kind of tea? Island coconut. Ooh. I need to get back into my tea collection. I've got a bunch of teas here and I'm not drinking them. Well, you don't want to blow through them because who knows when you could get a resupply. Yeah, this is true. I um, I've been going, instead of making my own coffee... I've been going to our local bagel shop slash bakery because they have really good coffee and they're doing like contactless pickup. But I, they've quickly taken most of my money because <laughs> so, I've been going every single day hmm. and I'm like, oh, I'll go just go get coffee. And then I'm like, well, if I'm going, I might as well also get a bagel. And I'm like, oh, I might as well also get bagels for my mom and like all this stuff. And I ended up spending like 10 bucks a day. On just, like, breakfast. You know, that's, like, the number one tip when you're ever trying to, like, figure out how to save money. Don't go out don't for coffee every day. Don't. Yep. I've done that. Okay. There have been so many periods of my life where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to buy coffee out anymore. And then I'll make my own coffee and it's, like, a little bit shittier and I a little more complicated because I don't have disposable cups. So I have to carry a mug around with me all day and all this. And I always end up going back to just buying coffee. I think it's just one of those little things that when I can afford it, I really value just going out and getting coffee. It's one of those things. Yeah, but like when you go out and buy it and you got to walk all the way back, it's not like you drive all the way back, like whatever. It's not like you just have it immediately in your house and then yeah. you get back and it's cold then. Well, I, I do it several different ways. Either I drive there and then it's only like a two minute drive to get coffee, so it's not a problem. Or I walk there and I drink my coffee while I walk back. And so by the time I get to my house, my coffee's gone. But I'm caffeinated and I've had a nice walk. See, I drink coffee more for like the placebo of it rather than like the actual caffeine. So I really value (laughs) drinking it while doing something. Mm. And it kind of keeps me on track in a way. I have such a fundamental love for the act of drinking coffee. Like I don't need... Like, honestly, I don't like it as much when I'm drinking coffee while working. I like drinking coffee while relaxing. And then by the time I'm done drinking coffee, I'm, like, caffeinated. Like, the first coffee I drink starts kicking in by the time I finish the last of my coffee. And then I'm, like, ready to go. Mm. You know? Yeah, I guess. So, give me, like, 20 or 30 minutes. (laughs) Then I'll be awake. So by the time we're about to wrap things up is when you'll be at your peak. Yeah. Okay. I got to tell you about my skateboarding experience because I fucking didn't know you were recording and now we're recording. Tell me about your skateboarding experience. I got to tell you about my skateboarding experience. Well, okay. So first, let me motivate this a little bit because I'm not a cool person and I'm not an athletic person and I'm not at all the kind of person that you'd ever see riding a skateboard anywhere, I feel like. But I, like, 
first off, we're in quarantine, and I'm fucking bored. And even though I still have the same amount of work to do, so I don't really have free time, I, like, am dying for something new to do. So I knew I wanted to learn a new thing, and, like, start something new, and have that, like, rush of, like, learning a new thing, you know? And then I thought, well, I really need a way to get outside more. Because, like, I'm going on walks, but my walks are only, like, 30 minutes, and then that's it for the day. Like, I need something to keep me outside a little more and, like, get me moving, because God knows I'm not exercising right now. And then I thought, well, I, like, want to start something new, but I don't want to be shitty at anything, because, like, I am a perfectionist, and I don't like being shit at things. And then I was like, well, that's a problem that you have that you should deal with. Like, maybe you should learn to be shitty at things. And so I decided to pick something I'd definitely be horrible at to learn to do. So I chose skateboarding because, like, even, like, sponsored and professional skateboarders, like, eat pavement all the time. Like, it's just, like, half of skateboarding is falling over and then getting back up. And that's something I think is, like, something I could be better at. It's like being okay failing <laughs> and not being so cautious when I'm like going into new things. Because I, I have a habit of like when I'm going into something new, I prepare for it to an extent where I am like very confident it will go well, you know, which is a good thing. Like I'm cautious and I prepare well for things and it's paid off in a lot of regards, but it means I'm not like the greatest at taking risks. And I'm not the greatest at going into situations where I might not do well. And I wanted to be better about that. So. Are you using skateboarding as a surrogate? For what? For teaching yourself how to overcome adversity. Well, yeah. Because it sure yeah. sounds like it. It doesn't sound like you're doing this because you want to learn how to skateboard. Well, it's also a mode of transportation, which is cool. Like if I get again, comfortable. Again, <laughs> not because you want to skateboard. Yeah. I mean. It seems like it. It's at the bottom of the list here. Yeah, like, wanting to look cool and be, like, a skater girl is not on my list of reasons why I to skateboard. But, I don't know. I, I chose skateboarding because it just came to mind. I don't know. I have, like, one friend who skateboards and, like, not even, like, they, they just skateboard to get, like, around and not really, like, doing tricks or anything. But I'm also moving to L.A. in, like, six months. And is that a hip place to board? <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I'm going to be super close to, like, Venice, Venice Beach area. And there's, like, a super famous skate park there. And, you know, it's, it's like, it's not really a big part of the culture, but it's like, you know, it's California. It's going to be sunny so much of the time. And it's going to be, like, I'll be in a, in a city where I'll have things within walking distance and I'll have things within riding distance. So it's kind of like I was trying to think of ways that I like like to get around when I go to grad school. Like, do I want a bike on campus? Well, bikes are really huge. And if it's like crowded, it's hard to maneuver a bike. And then you have to find a place to store it at your apartment, which is not great. It's like, OK, well, what else can I do? I can't, like I'm really good at, at roller skating. But then you have to carry shoes with you, and that's really awkward. 
that's like not really cool but like skateboarding you just like you ride it and then you pick it up and it does not take up much space so it seemed like a decent idea and also all of the whole like you know like thought processy kind of things that it, i feel like it could be a good thing for me hmm. so i bought a shitty skateboard it's not that shitty i actually like i i paid a good amount for like a decent skateboard but it still came with some shitty bits um, it's entry level it, it's, it comes yeah. with it yeah um i decided now would be a good time to learn because there's no one out to see me look like an idiot on a skateboard so by the time like society becomes a thing again i can like already be pretty comfortable riding around you know You'll mesh in and no one will notice no one will notice that i'm shit and so I, like, I got my skateboard in the mail. It took, like, two weeks to ship to me because I live in the middle of nowhere and everything's closed. And I went to an empty parking lot and I fell on my ass, like, three separate times. And vaguely hurt myself, but, like, we're mostly okay. It hurt to sit down for, like, a day afterward because I hurt my butt. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) I think... (laughs) <laughs> it's it's fine now we're we're feeling better today i also like i don't know what i did i think like i've been such a like immobile potato of a human being for so long that just moving at all was like a little bit of a shock to the system because like my ribs hurt and i didn't fall on them mm. i think it's just from moving suddenly and my body was like whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. you're moving what are you doing <laughs> but could have just been in the shock reverberating through your body. I know. So like the impact. The past like I I I skateboarded for like an hour and a half on Friday and I'm still hurting from it. And then yesterday I rode for a tiny bit but not very much because it was snowing. It was like I there was like a dry moment and I rode around a little bit but it was really cold and I came back inside. And mm-hmm. then today it's raining so I can't. But um, really missing also, out on your daily regimen. I know my daily regimen is like I had a moment uh, yesterday when I realized it had been like the whole day and I hadn't really ridden at all, and I was like, "Am I already giving up on this new thing because I wasn't good at it? Like, fuck! If I just spent all that money on like all this stupid equipment and like..." But to be fair, the weather doesn't help because it has <laughs> the been snowing the past two days and you can't really yeah, skateboard in that. God, I, I really. Assume. Fuck, I want it to stop snowing. I just want it to be done snowing. It's mid-April. <laughs> like, please don't snow anymore. I kind of not, I kind of like it, to be honest. Because, like, I don't really need to be going out at all for anything. So, like, being able to just kind of chill inside, be cozy, be productive, and look out at a nice snowfall, I enjoy it. Yeah. I appreciate it. I don't. <laughs> Mostly because I I've been going to get coffee and I don't I don't enjoy like having to brush off my car in April. That doesn't feel right. It doesn't sit right. My car's been in the garage for the past month and a half. I don't have space in the garage. Yeah, but I had a nice time on my my one day of skateboarding so far. I'm only hurting a bit. My my arm can actually bear some weight today. Mm-hmm. Like the the day of I couldn't I couldn't straighten it. Or bend it too much. And then yesterday, I could mostly straighten and bend it, but I couldn't put any weight on it. And like, oh, I tried to open the fridge, and I was like, oh, no, <laughs> that hurts. But today, it can bear some weight. So, we're doing good. 
Have you gotten those like giant thick knee pads and elbow pads? See, I didn't because I was like, you know what? I'm not doing any tricks or anything for a while. Like I'll wait. And then when I get to a point where I'm comfortable on the board and I feel like I want to try like maybe let's pop some ollies or like do a fucking kickflip. Who fucking knows? If I get to that point, then I'll invest in like the pads and shit. And then I went and skateboarded for a day and fell over a bunch and hurt my arm for three days. And then I ordered some pads. <laughs> so you did get the big, uh, the big thick ones? They're, I don't know. They're like the street skating ones. So they're not that big, but they're, they're you know, not, not substantial. <laughs> so I don't know. I figured it will be easier to learn when I'm not as, like, spooked by hurting myself. So... But I didn't even That's hurt myself true. that much. Like, I didn't hurt that much. It's just the first fine. time you're doing it. You're not used to it. And then. Yeah. Once I feel like once you do it again, you start falling more. It'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. It's usually yeah. how these things go. I love the videos of people taking boards down, like, the big, windy canyon roads. Mm. And they're, like, doing huge bends, and they're basically laying on the ground because it's such a, such a <laughs> yeah. bend. Yeah, I think... Part of me was just looking for anything new to latch onto that I could get excited about because there's a lot of scary shit happening right now. So I just needed something else to think about. And like, so it's time for a new hobby. That's how I deal with shit. It's like, oh, I'm like super stressed and like, you know, anxious about like my future and all these big responsibilities I have. Let's pick up a new hobby so I can do some stupid bullshit and think about nothing but that stupid bullshit for a little bit. You know, in the meantime, when the weather's not too great, you could pick up Tony Hawk's underground too. <laughs> I, like, n- never played any of the skate games or anything. You know, my um, my dad is from California, and so, of course, he knows how to skateboard. Like, he was in California in, like, the fucking 70s and 80s. Like, of course, he knows how to skateboard. So... Like I was, I was outside yesterday for like only for like twenty minutes testing out my board because I was trying to figure out if it was like my bearings that were shot or if I had some bolts that were too tight because it really wasn't rolling very well. And so he's like, he he's coming back from his walk. So he just, I'm in the driveway rolling around, and he comes back from his walk with his like little headphones in my like you know like fifty five year old dad. And he's like oh, hey, like, that's pretty cool, let me see. And he hops on my board and, like, just cruises around a bunch and then does a bunch of kick turns, which I don't know how to do yet. And then he rolls back up to me, he's like, it's pretty cool, and then walks back inside. And I'm like, you know what, Dad? I didn't need you to destroy my progress by being better than me. You gotta get him to teach you some stuff. Uh, well, There's that's all he role model all, right there. All he knows how to do is is cruise around and and kick turn. He's a role model in the literal sense. One more thing that I know how to do because I know how to cruise around, but I don't know how to kick turn yet. That's the next thing I want to learn. I don't even know what that is. It's like just when you pop up the front of the board and turn and then put it back down. That's it. What's the point of that? Uh, you can turn really quickly. Because the the other way you turn on a skateboard is by leaning back and forth, but that gives you really like large radius of curvature, you know. Hmm. Okay. So if you need to turn more quickly, you use a kick turn. I believe you. Do you, Do you have a 
time frame of when you'll be able to ollie. <laughs> when I'll be able to ollie? Um, no, I'm trying to keep it, like, pretty loosey-goosey. Because, again, the point of this is, to, like, don't overthink it too much. Just, like, go out and, like, learn a new thing and be shit at it for a while. And, like, you know, get used to falling over and getting back up and, like, not letting... Like, not not letting falling down, like, stop you from keeping going, which is essentially what I want to learn. So, I'm trying not to be too, like, structured about it. But if I had to guess, like, I'm getting new bearings this week, so I'll actually be able to roll. <laughs> and I'm getting, like, fucking pads and shit so I don't have to be as, like, spooked by hurting myself. Uh, probably in another week or so so i'm like for the first week i'm probably gonna be riding pretty careful because i don't want to i don't want to fucking break myself like because like my arm it feels a lot like my other arm did the two times i cracked the bone in my elbow uh so that's not ideal (laughs) which i especially not when you have to go and you know write up a thesis yeah, so not like, the best time to break an arm bone. Yeah, and it's my dominant arm as well, so that's not fun. Um, but both times I cracked my left elbow were from the same thing from when I was dancing a lot. I was from falling and catching myself on my arms, and then mm. shock going to my elbow and cracking it. So I don't know if that's what I did, but it sure doesn't feel right. <laughs> like, I mean, you can move it and use it, can't you? Yeah, I can, well, but so could I when I cracked it. Like, when I cracked my my elbow both times, it was just like, oh, put it in a sling for a week and, like, don't go to gym class for, like, mm-hmm. two or three weeks. That's it. It wasn't a big deal. So then and, I'm sure you're fine. So I'm, I, I'm sure I'm fine. I just don't want to fall on it again and then break it. Ah. Uh, because, yeah. Well, then don't fall. Yeah, it's that simple. don't fall is the answer. So so I'm going to be playing it safe for until I get like pads and shit that can make me a little more confident. That's fair. And new bearings will help a lot because like everyone I've talked to that skateboards is like, oh, like don't go super slow because it's harder to balance when you're going slow. We know this. We're physicists. Like it's harder to stay up when you're going super slow. Riding a bike? Yes, yeah, it's, it's riding a bike. Like you can't ride a bike slow easily but you can ride a bike fast super easily and stay stable but yeah. um i don't know if there's a term for that there is a term for it is gyro something but it's like a gyroscope like a gyroscope you spin it and it stays up yeah it's probably called like gyroscopic motion or some shit i'm not sure i'd heard that like the that issue with riding a bike is like an unsolved thing in physics that no one knows how to figure out i don't think that's true that's what i heard that's what i read um but I mean, obviously the same thing goes with riding a skateboard, but right now because my bearings are shit, like like my wheel bearings are the things that make my wheels turn, right? And since they're shitty, my wheels don't turn very much, which means I can't go fast. Like I have to be going slow and it's so much harder to stay up, hmm. which I have very good balance. I danced for 10 years, like I have pretty good balance, but um, it's still like it's just making it harder to learn. So. Though I suppose if you can learn how to stay up while going slow, then you'll be even better when you're going fast, won't you? Yeah, yeah, precisely. So I'm I'm excited for my new bearings to come in to just like actually ride it places instead of just going back and forth super slowly in one spot. I'm excited to like travel with it, you know, because I can cruise around a little more. Because there's a, there's a municipal airport across my street and 
there's no one there, obviously. They're like, there's never anyone there, even when society wasn't shut down. But <laughs> now there's super no one there. And so you can just ride in the middle of the road where there's not too much gravel. Mm-hmm. And uh, it looks super fun. And it's got like kind of nice views as well. So I'm excited to actually be able to like ride my board to locations instead of just walking to a location and then riding back and forth like 10 meters. <laughs> so Yeah, plus then, then when you can go and get your coffee, yeah, you can ride to roll coffee. back with it. Yeah. Oh, God, that's such a bad idea. Um, make sure you get a lid. <laughs> yeah, that's my story for this week is that I fell on my ass a bunch and it's still like a little bit my butt hurts but like is this gonna be your new LA thing to do I don't know you think I don't know like I I went out on Friday and was outside for an hour and a half by myself and I had a good time and I think that's a really important thing is to be able to like have something that gets you out gets you moving and lets you like have fun without depending on a bunch of other people to be around you know and so yeah. it's promising, you know. I I'm I'm encouraged by the fact that I had a good time by myself for an hour outside. And I hope that continues. That. So um if that's something that I can like super get into over the next few months and then take it to LA with me and and ride around campus and maybe kind of find a community in it there cuz the skateboarding community is like super big and like pretty tight are they nice people friendly yeah so so far most people have been pretty friendly about it and it's interesting so i'm on i'm on the new skaters subreddit god this has just become a skateboarding podcast i apologize but i'm on the the new skaters subreddit and because so much of the world is like quarantined right now a lot of people that haven't skated in like 10 20 years are picking it up again and a lot of people are picking it up for the first time like me hello and so the new skater subreddit is crazy active right now and it's a lot of like like middle-aged and older people as well so it's like your dad you know it's just talking about like landing their first pop shove it <laughs> it's all like <laughs> i don't know it's it's a kind of chill community and and i don't know i get excited this is part of why i like uh like computers a lot too it's got a bit of like a technical like gear aspect where you're like oh i gotta pick out a new deck and like new grip and new trucks and bearings and wheels and like what will work best for me in this setup and that and you like assemble your board yourself most of the time and so there's like a lot of like people talking about little technical things and gear which i always really enjoy like you know when you're shopping for a computer and you're like oh like what what graphics card does it have? And you're like digging into that. And you're like, oh, how's the like thermal throttling on this computer if it's that thin and it has that graphics card? Like, well, how's that going to work? And it's like that kind of little technical aspects that I really enjoy in anything. But applied to something that actually makes me go outside instead of stay on my laptop until 4 a.m. looking at laptops. Do you have like a cool custom design on your board now? Oh, do you want to see it? Yeah, I do podcast content was it it's got a tiger on it Ooh, that's cool it's pretty tight i dig it yeah it's the tiger king yeah well see there's limited options right now i've been like stopping myself from spending money because mm. like i would love to really splurge and like 
kind of do up my room a little bit, like get some nice things and treat mm. myself. But I keep telling myself that everything that I would buy now is something I wouldn't have in six months when I'm living in a new place. Yeah. So I'm like really trying to limit it all now because I really don't need anything. Yeah. That... I absolutely don't need anything. <laughs> that so was my well mindset. for a time when I will. When I when I got here, I, we we talked about it a little bit on this podcast, but my my desk setup is not really ideal, and so I was considering like, oh, maybe I'll go on IKEA and I order a new desk and like a new lamp so that I get better light here and I can like set up my desk the way I want. And I'm like, well, you know what? In six months, I'm gonna need a new desk on the other side of the country. Like, am I going to buy a desk now and then drive it over with me? No. It's totally not worth it. It's not worth it. Like, I'm going to get a cheap Ikea desk no matter what. Might as well save the cost of carrying it from New York to California. So we're just going to hang tight with my little plastic folding table for a while mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, get a new desk when we move. I'm really hoping there's no issues mm. with the eventual look for a new place. Yeah. Yeah. Like, every day I get more and more confident in the fact that our first semester is probably going to be online. <laughs> Did you see down in Florida, like, 20 minutes after they opened the beach, there was just hordes of oh people my there? God. You know, I was thinking yesterday about, like, some of the, like, long-term social effects of, of, of coronavirus, and I was like, well... First off, I think it's going to be a while before you see people, like, shaking hands and shit in public. I think that's kind of going to be subdued for, for the future. And I think wearing masks in public is going to become really standard. So, yesterday, me being, you know, a, a professional seamstress as I am, I uh, made a bunch of, like, kind of cute face masks. Cause I'm, uh, I know, like, my sister lives in Dallas, and they just started requiring that you wear them when you go outside. Like, you're not allowed to go outside without a face mask anymore. Well, that's here in New York, too. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, shit. Well, good thing is, now we have a bunch of them. So I made um, a bunch of, like, cloth ones that are super nice and cute. And I made one out of um, this fabric that has people doing jazzercise on it. Ooh. It's pretty great. That's cool. But, yeah. They, they actually, like, I spent, like, six hours making masks, and I made a bunch to send to uh, a few of my friends who are still working, because uh, they have to, obviously, still go outside a lot more than I do. And then I made a bunch to just send around to kind of everyone. Mm -hmm. So if you'd like a mask, <laughs> let me know. I've got lots of fabric choices. Now we've got a bunch but do they have uh, people doing jazzercise on them? See, I can see you wearing that while wearing, like, neon leg warmers on a skateboard. It's pretty tight. They're actually, like, I'm quite proud of myself because I kind of, I based this on another pattern, but I mostly just developed this pattern myself from, like, nothing. And it's got, like, um, hair ties that go around your ears. Mm -hmm. Which, first off, I had to go out and buy hair ties because I'm bald. I don't own hair ties. <laughs> Most people have this lying around. But it's like, you know, a few layers of cotton. It's it's like not medically, you know, the best thing, but it's better than nothing. And they're super comfortable. You've got like, uh, like the shaping to go over your nose and things. 
Even the hair ties like good around your ears. Yeah. No, they're actually super comfortable. I was very pleasantly surprised. Interesting. Um so I did I I did wear this one out skateboarding yesterday. Um but it does make it harder to breathe a little bit. Um That will be one thing that I think will come out of this is uh small business mask manufacturers. Yeah. Uh, like so many Etsy stores. It's gonna be yeah. the new thing. Yeah. This one's actually like crazy tight. I'm really happy with my Jazzercise face mask. <laughs> I'm pleased with that how that came out. And then this one's got like bandana print kind of on it, so I feel mm. like a bandit whenever I wear it. Going to rob a train. Yeah. So like I haven't left the house today, but am I hyped to go to the bagel shop on Wednesday when it opens again with my Jazzercise face mask on? Like absolutely. See how you're gonna drink your coffee on the walk back when you got a mask on. That's true. That's why we drive. Uh, makes sense. Yeah, like that's I think gonna be kind of a long term thing. Is like in um you know in like Korea and Japan where you have like dust storms a lot, wearing face masks is super common just day to day, and I think that's gonna kind of carry through to to the U.S. I could see it. Might as well make them cute, right? Unless you're a man. What? Men can be cute? Can you have manly face masks? What's not manly about this? Um, the jazzercise. The jazzercise? Men do jazzercise. Do they? Yeah. Like, jazzercise and aerobics? Yeah. Loads of men did it. Not that many people do jazzercise at all in 2020. But, like, have you ever watched those, um... Uh, like recorded aerobics competitions. Never. I don't know why I've watched so many of them. Well, there was a period of my life, like freshman year of college, where that's how I worked out, was by watching like vintage aerobic workouts. Like with, the the 80s ones? Yeah, with my friends and just like dancing around and looking like idiots and having a good time to like the like 80s techno, which was super fun. You were a disco girl, weren't you? <laughs> no. I not a disco person, but an aerobic workout person, yes. Um which was super fun. But there there are loads of dudes that did it. Back right, in the I 80s. believe you. Yeah. I believe you. Anyway, so I made like I think seven masks yesterday. And my the first one took me ages cuz I made it a different way and it took forever. But then like it's just gotten faster and faster. So like this one was one of the last ones I made and it took like 15 minutes to make. Oh, wow. So, and it's super nice and very comfortable and will protect me and others. Is it very protective? Does it work? I mean, it's not like a, whatever, an N95. It's not going to do that, but it's like three or four layers of cotton thick, which is better than nothing, you know, for keeping like respiratory droplets from getting to other people and getting onto you. Nice, looks good. And it's got jazzercise on it, so like, who's the real winner? It's me. So you gotta do jazzercise while you're wearing it. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that I have jazzercise fabric left over, so if <laughs> anyone wants a jazzercise mask, let me know. Are you taking orders? I'm not really, I'm just mostly sending them out to a bunch of my friends, because... I, I feel like I'm in a unique position of being someone with quite a lot of sewing experience. So, like, these are pretty well made. Like, all the all the seams are, like, pressed and top-stitched and 
you know, hemmed and there's no loose threads or anything. Like, they're pretty sturdy and they're pretty well made. And I think that's something that not that many people I know can do. It's it's a dying skill. Yeah, so I figured I should take advantage of that skill set that I have as a, like, 13-year-old grandmother <laughs> that I spent fucking hours and hours sewing and making patterns and quilting and knitting and all this shit so were you a seamstress in a past life maybe i don't know i think i was just a grandmother Seems like it. i'm You're not just a grandmother in this life <laughs> i'm not very good at like making clothing like i'm not that good at it i don't have the patience for it like i can't do it but like this kind of stuff that's like small and you know just needs to be kind of whipped up pretty neatly that i can do well Plus, with small stuff like that, you can do your crazy patterns. Like jazzercise. Yeah. Like, you couldn't really do that on a shirt. Also, I haven't washed these yet. And this jazzercise fabric was, like, a a fabric wrapper from Lush that, like, soaps came wrapped in. So it still smells great. Ooh. But I need to wash them. <laughs> it's a great way to keep them sanitized. I know. Just oh. use soap fabric. It smells so good. That's another thing. Soap making seems kind of fun to do. Yeah. Like, we're just looking for new hobbies. <laughs> I've noticed a lot of people have got into bread making. Yeah. Like, the academic Twitter kind of uh, following that I follow mm -hmm. have been big on making bread. Everyone's got their sourdough starters in their closets yeah. and all that. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, it's kind of an unprecedented time where everyone's got, like... Not necessarily more free time, because, like, God knows I still have the same workload as usual, but, like, I'm just ignoring it more. <laughs> but well, there's a bit less pressure to be doing it yeah. when you're in a different environment. Yeah, and, and everyone's being kind of pretty lenient and forgiving with one another, I think, right now. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. Because it is kind of a scary time, so... It's a major historical event. Yeah, so, like, why not pick up a new hobby? Because I think one thing everyone's looking for right now is distractions. Because we all have, like, we're all stuck at home and we're, we have far too much time to, like, worry about things. So pick up a new hobby and don't think about scary shit as much because you're thinking about a new hobby. One thing I'm wondering is how this is going to change, like, work habits going forward. Because mm. I feel like a lot of people that are now being, you know, forced to work from home, they're going to discover that they like doing that and that they're more productive doing it and then they can do their job better at home. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of people are going to want, like, going forward when this is all said and done, are going to want to transition to working from home. So I feel like the whole business place is really going to change. Yeah. And how we how we do that. I haven't really thought about it that much because I, I think I'm not someone that, enjoys working from home i really enjoy having a place to go and work that is a productive environment for me and mm -hmm. kind of separating my my home from my work I, I really value that and so i'm just like trying to figure out how best to implement that separation while working from home and it's been not the best <laughs> because i work in my room like two feet from my bed and i hung a tapestry but that doesn't really help that much It'll be fair. It's basically like being at college. Uh, yeah. Because there we work in our bedrooms. Oh, I always worked in my common room. 
That's where I got like a good amount of my work done. Fair. Can't you do that at home though? It's not the same vibe, if that makes sense. Like my my living room here is a lot more is like a lot more open, and I don't know. I feel like I feel like here I don't like going out and like making noise at all. So like when I when I work in my common room at school, it's with with my roommates. We're all getting work done and stuff. But when I try and go into my living room. I'm not getting work done because, like, that's where, you know, my parents are just watching TV. They're unwinding because they keep regular work hours. They're only working from, like, 9 to 5. And they're not working on weekends or anything. Whereas I work kind of sporadically and at all times, any hour of the day. So at school, I get home from class at, like, 4 or 5 p.m. And then I'd be working in the common room until, like, midnight. But here, it's just, like, the expectation for you to be working vanishes at 5 p.m., which is probably healthy, but it's not something that will let me keep up with my workload, so I stay up here and do all my work here. That's fair. That's fair. And I have my second monitor docked and all that. Your fancy setup. Yeah. It's a good time for new hobbies, though. I'm glad I have something to, like, take my mind off of my work, and because, like, the first few weeks I was here, I was either thinking about my work or I was thinking about, like, global crisis. <laughs> Nothing else. <laughs> so, which was not a really good headspace to be in, where you're either thinking about your thesis and all your responsibilities, or you're thinking about how society is falling apart and people are dying. So that's not great. So it's nice to have a third thing to think about. That's mm-hmm. like, no worries. We're just going to go fall over a couple times. I've honestly been pushing off, like, any hobbies until after the thesis is done. Really? Like, I would love to get back into, like, learning the guitar and the piano. Mm-hmm. And then, like, learning cardistry, even. Yeah. Is something I love to do. That's true. Can you do anything with cardistry yet? What kind, uh, of, what kind of cuts do you got? Just, like, the basic stuff. Nothing special. And then, like, trying to do, like the shuffle mm. like in the air or whatever oh, yeah. whatever it's called i don't know the bridge just a bridge yeah, yeah like that that whole thing yeah i yeah. am i the one who got you into that i think we got into it separately okay because i remember i i had a cardistry phase this this past summer like summer of 2019 yeah. but my my little grubby hands are too little to like <laughs> do shit <laughs> It got very frustrating very quickly. Like, I, I can barely do, like, the basic cuts because, like, just holding a deck of cards like that doesn't really work in my hands. But hmm. you'll probably have much better luck than I did. Because I know I was working on something and then I showed it to Charlie and he picked it up instantly because he has got huge hands. And yeah. he's like, oh, this is no problem at all. I'm like, you know, fuck you. <laughs> I also like... have really flexible fingers. Yeah. Like, from playing guitar and then piano for like most of my life and then also just like being i don't know naturally flexible in my fingers yeah really helps i um so i've played flute for like 12 years or some crazy bullshit like that and on on flute your hands are on keys right and all you're doing is like at least like very quickly and coordinated but really all you're doing is pressing them up and down and there's very little side to side motion and so i took a keyboard like piano class 
like a year ago or a year and a half ago. And I realized I have, like, because that's all I've really been doing for so long, I don't have, I can't, like, the side-to-side motion in my fingers is not very good. Because I've only really trained just the the quick little ups, ups and downs. That's fair, yeah. I haven't stretched them out yet. Yeah. I really miss, as much as I hate to say it, I miss Long Island water. <laughs> yeah, my my tap water is not good here. And I, I did grow to really like Long Island tap water. And there was just something so refreshing about it. I can't even explain. <laughs> like when you drink Lake Erie water, it's just so <laughs> full of chemicals because Lake Erie is just so gross. Mm. Yeah, my water here comes from a well and it's like super sulfurous and like coppery. So you drink it, but mm. it's like a little bit metallic and a little bit like rotten tasting. Just like a tiny bit, but it's just enough to make me not feel comfortable drinking the tap water here. So I've been drinking like filtered or bottled water. Yeah. Which really sucks. When, a few times, like when we would go camping with the Boy Scouts, we'd end up at a campsite with like just an iron spigot. Mm. And the pipes there, I think this is in Allegheny. Mm. Um. And, like, the pipes there were just so old and rusted that, like, you were literally just drinking blood. Oh, yeah. There was, was so much iron irony, in the yeah. water. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, when I was um, when I was backpacking, we were obviously, we were drinking from natural water sources, like, from, from little streams and creeks and rivers. But, like, everything, obviously, we filter everything first. So we had the little squeezy filters where you, like, fill up a bag of of water and then you squeeze it through this like long filter into your bottle and then drink it and that was some of the most delicious refreshing water and I don't know if it's be- just because it was like super cold and like just filtered or if it was because I was like I was backpacking and I was so fucking thirsty all the time it is <laughs> I would guarantee you it's because you're just backpacking and super but thirsty damn was that some good water like it was like when so we would nice. go backpacking like, for breakfast, we literally just have granola bars and, like, dry instant oatmeal packets. <laughs> you just rip open and, like, eat. And those were some of the most delicious meals I've ever had. That's true. I ate ramen because for, like, so five desperate. days straight. Just nothing but, like, rice ramen. <laughs> and it was so fucking good. And, like, uh... There's something about being in the backwoods that yeah. makes you really appreciate the crappy little fine things yeah in life. fucking like cliff bars and i had just a big thing of like dried cranberries i was like oh my god cranberries <laughs> so good we'd always bring like the bags of like yeah dried fruit mixes and like trail mix and like mm-hmm. that was that became the currency yeah of like who had the good dried fruits mm-hmm. we'll go backpacking again sometime soon we gotta hit up the ghost towns of arizona i know I'm, like, really excited about that. What's your... I'm excited to become a cowboy. <laughs> I'm going to learn how to horseback ride. Oh, I love horseback riding, actually. I haven't been in, like, ten years, but... Um... I, when I was, like, a real young kid, I once rode a donkey, I think it was, or, like, a <laughs> pony or something real small. It wasn't a horse, I don't think. Mm. That was the only time I've ever been. Been on a horse? Yeah. Uh, I mean... So there's a there's a ranch that my mom's side of the family like frequents essentially, um, in Georgia, and we'd go there a lot when I was very very young, 
and you'd always get a chance to ride horses. And so I've done, like, the whole, like, you know, you're on a horse, but there's still someone, like, pulling the horse around. So it's like, are you really riding the horse? Like, you're on a horse, but, like, are you riding the horse? And I've done, like, trail rides. We are in a whole line of other people, and you don't really have to do much because your horse just knows that it's on a trail ride, so it just follows the horse in front of it. So, like... So you don't I, get that genuine you and the horse experience. Yeah, I like I'm I I would not say I'm someone who has like who is good at riding a horse. But like I know how and I have been on several horses in my lifetime. I would like I would like to go again and actually like get a chance to ride a horse, but it is like kind of a like for me at least it always has been kind of a rich person kind of hobby. <laughs> like the people who got horseback writing lessons were not the people that I could afford to be friends with. <laughs> oh, for sure. So, for sure. So I never really got the full like horseback riding experience, but I have enjoyed this, the few times I have been on a horse. I always thought it'd be something, I don't know, it's not something I've gotten into until like very, very recently. <laughs> and then you realize, damn, but I want to ride a like, horse. Oh, this would, yeah. It really coincides with like the past two weeks when me and my dad have just been binging westerns. <laughs> Tight. <laughs> I haven't been binging much. Honestly, I mean, if I'm perfectly honest, I've been binging stupid st- skateboarding videos on YouTube. I can't stop. That's This is how I get into hobbies. Is, YouTube videos? Well, no, I just, I just don't stop consuming content about that hobby. Like, I'm, I'm obsessive a little bit, and it's probably not the, the greatest. But, like, whenever I get into something new, I get super into it for a while. And and some things stick and some things don't. So the same thing happens to me if I'm ever on YouTube after three AM. Yeah, you go down a hole and then you're like, Whoa, you find some weird niche interest thing and then yeah. the next day you're like, What was I doing? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's just kind of how I've always been with hobbies. Like the the few hobbies I've maintained for like most of my life, I've gotten very good at. Like, like flute, I'm very good at flute. Like, I'm unreasonably good at flute for someone who's not a flutist, you know? And then, like, knitting, I was really good at knitting. And, you know, sewing, I'm pretty damn good at sewing for someone who doesn't, like, sew. <laughs> mm-hmm. For any particular reason, like, been fucking published in a sewing pattern book. Why? Like, you are? Yeah, do you not know that? No. Yeah, when I was thirteen, I was I was published in a in a book of sewing patterns about how to turn socks into monsters, <laughs> and that's just an experience I've had in my life. <laughs> I think it started. What was your sock monster? Oh God, it was this really weird. Is this weird little three legged like horse looking thing with ping pong balls for eyes? <laughs> And well, it, like some of some aspects of it's ugly as shit. It's a really not a cute monster, but some aspects of the design were really like unconventional at the time in the in the sock monster space. You know, like I kind of taken sure. I've I, I'd taken the typical design that you use for sock monsters and kind of flipped it over, and used different aspects of the sock for different things than they're usually used for, and. It it got it got enough attention to the point that it was published in a book, so that you can find it like stories. I'm curious how, <laughs> as a 13 year old, you garnered this exposure. Facebook. 
in a very small community of people who sew socks into monsters. It sounds like a niche community if I ever heard it one. It really is. So there was like one, okay, here's, do you want the full story? Yes. <laughs> I'm here for it. This is a part of my life that I forget that people don't just know about. And so I'll know people for like several years and then I'll be like, and then I'll mention it and they'll be like, what the fuck, Audrey? And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> hi, welcome to this story. Because I don't think about it that much. But when I was like 11 or 12 years old, there was one book on the market called like Stupid Sock Creatures was the title of the book. And it's by this guy named John Murphy. And it had a bunch of different sewing patterns for how to turn your socks into cool little stuffed animals. Like, tight, that's awesome. And it was super creative. Patterns were easy to follow. And so I made a shit ton of them. Like, I made, I followed the patterns in the book. And I learned all the sewing techniques and things. And then I started making them on my own and, like, doing my own designs. And Did then, you ruin all your socks? Well, yeah. Well, honestly, I would go out and buy new socks to make monsters out of. Like, I would go sock shopping for the specific purpose of making new monsters out of them. And so when I was, like, like 11 was kind of around the time Facebook started getting really big, you know. And so I was allowed to start a Facebook, and one of the first things I did was find, like, the page where people were posting all their sock monsters. And so I was posting all the monsters I was making all the time. And, um... One day when I'm like 12 years old, I get a message from none other than John Murphy himself, the author of Stupid Sock Creatures, saying, hey, I'm looking about creating a sequel to my book that's not just my patterns, but it's patterns from a bunch of different people from all around the world um, for different monsters. And it included like a little application, essentially, where you include like a picture of the monster you've created and then like kind of a vague step-by-step -step of how you made it right and so i submitted like three different patterns that i had made up myself of different sock monsters and one of them got picked up and he's like hey this is super great like here's um and we have this little sock creature designer secret facebook group where we were there for like I don't even know how long it was, like probably like six months, all um, like kind of refining our designs and, and you know, talking to, to John about how, how this book would work out and writing our patterns actually step by step, like full out for, for publication. And he made like the artwork and the diagrams that accompanied everyone's monsters and, and all this shit. So when I was like, I think by the time it was actually published, I was 13 years old. Uh, and... It got published, and I was in the back as a contributing designer, and I got to go to, I went to, um, so, like, a, a pop-up toy store in Soho in New York City to- That's pretty cool. To sign books <laughs> that I was in um, at this little event, and then I showed them, like, we had, like, we signed a few books, and then we were all sitting in this little workshop space, and we were teaching people how to make our monsters, and I was the only person under 20 in that book i was you know i was 13 by the time we all met up in person and everyone else was like in their 40s <laughs> and so i just have all like now that i'm an adult i have just a bunch of friends that are like 30 years older than me that were we were all just in a book of stock creatures together and we still talk like sometimes <laughs> on facebook that's really cool it's really weird 
Have you ever thought about returning and making a, a <laughs> sequel sequel? Not really. Um, it's not really something I do anymore. Like sewing for me was a really big part of my life for a long time. Like when I was in middle school, I would my big thing was sewing hats. I would make hats that look like so many different things. Like I'd make like a hat that looked like a beehive, a hat that looked like a shark eating your head, like all this kind of stuff. Um, and I'd wear them to school like the fucking freak. <laughs> I don't know how I made any friends in middle school. Oh, God. But I could just picture it. I know. You know. I was such a fucking dweeb. I still am, but like I'm a little more refined. Um, but I that, like that was my thing through from probably age like 10 to like 14 that was my thing that i did i sewed all the time like when i was home if i wasn't doing like homework or watching stupid tv i'd be i'd be sewing all kinds of different projects i i and, and knitting and and needle felting and spinning yarn and doing all these like textile arts that i was super into fucking weird <laughs> it's unique yeah but it's you. Yeah. I mean, it was a very integral part of my childhood, really, was being a grandmother. <laughs> and now that's coming in handy, now that you've got to make masks. Exactly. My sewing skills are really coming to a front. They're saving the world. I don't know. It's a good time to, to get back into your hobbies, though. So I'm, I'm glad I got a little bit of sewing done yesterday. I'll probably sew a few more masks today. If you want one, I'll send you all the fabrics I have, and you can pick one. Because I'm planning on sewing a bunch this week and then sending them out, like, later this week or next week, all all over the country, essentially. Ooh. Yeah. Got some going to Texas. Got a shit ton going to Long Island. Got some going to Maryland. Got some going to Maine. You know, around. Probably send some to Minneapolis. That's my story. <laughs> I'm almost done with my coffee. Has it kicked in yet? I think it's starting to, yeah. I definitely feel more like a human being. I think I've, though I've become acutely aware of how, like, disheveled I am as I've become more awake. Like, like before I was caffeinated, it was perfectly fine that I was still in my pajamas, even though it's, like, 4 p.m., but... So what? You're at home. Yeah. But I feel like I also wore these pajamas all yesterday. <laughs> So what? You're at home. Yeah, all all my all my clothes are dirty, so I'm waiting for laundry so to finish. You're at home. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. This is true. Anything else you want to talk about? I mean, I feel like I kind of uh, monopolized the conversation today. Anything you want to talk about? Not really. No. We're already in an hour. This is true. So we could wrap it up. Yeah, everyone, tell us about your weird fucking hobbies on Twitter or some shit. Marketing. Yeah, we'll get a hashtag going. <laughs> oh my god. Um, we're still working from home. We're still writing our theses. Matt, you did get your twenty-five pages in in a week. I'm very impressed. Um, I'm not gonna say I cheated a little bit, but so I'm not gonna say it. So thank you. <laughs> oh god. It'd be interesting once they're all done with, and we can go through and. Read them in their entirety. Have, on the podcast, a recorded reading of my undergrad thesis. I don't know about that. It's like four hours long. It's not fun or interesting. 
<laughs> go through and read every caption, describe every figure. Oh my god, that's so funny. Alright, yeah, that's that's about it this week. We've been recording for a good amount of time. I've talked about all my fucking weird hobbies and shit. Oh, and uh, see you next week to all the, the end of the episode people. See you next week. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.